The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that strives to know at least a little bit more about history every day. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're exploring the founding of a proud American institution, the U.S. Naval Academy. The day was October 10th, 1845. The United States Naval Academy opened its doors in Annapolis, Maryland, with a class of 50 midshipmen and seven professors. The Naval School, as it was originally known, was established without the aid of congressional funding and was located at a 10-acre army base known as Fort Severn. At this elite training school, naval cadets learned the skills and discipline needed to serve their country as officers of the sea services, including the U.S. Navy and the U.S. Marine Corps. The idea for a dedicated naval academy dates back to 1825, when President John Quincy Adams urged Congress to establish such a school, quote, for the formation of scientific and accomplished officers. His proposal ultimately went ignored until 20 years later, but there was one ill-fated attempt to start a training school before the one in Annapolis. In September of 1842, 
An American brig called the USS Summers set sail from the Brooklyn Navy Yard. It was a school ship intended for the training of teenage naval volunteers, with the hope that the experience would inspire them to join the Navy full-time. Unfortunately, the young apprentices proved less disciplined than the officers had hoped. Eventually, the crew's behavior got so out of hand that a court inquiry was held aboard the ship. It was determined that a midshipman and his two chief conspirators were guilty of, quote, a determined attempt to commit mutiny. In a disturbing outcome, the three crewmen were hanged from the ship's yardarm. As you might expect, this incident put an end to the idea of sending midshipmen directly out to sea to get a hands-on education. As the troubling news of the summer's mutiny spread across the country, President Adams' old idea for a naval academy started to sound pretty good. Three years later, the Secretary of the Navy, George Bancroft, helped establish a proper naval school in Annapolis. It was reported that he chose the location because it was healthy and secluded, which would help the midshipmen avoid what he called, quote, the temptations and distractions that necessarily connect with a large and populous city. The school's original curriculum included English, French, natural philosophy, chemistry, gunnery, mathematics, and navigation. In 1850, the Naval School changed its name to the United States Naval Academy and became more of a full-fledged college. A new curriculum was adapted, requiring students to study there for four years and to receive practical training aboard ships each summer. In 1933, the school began awarding bachelors of science degrees, fulfilling President Adams' wish for a naval school that would create scientific officers. That approach, with some alterations, is still in use at the academy today. The school itself also changed over the years. The 10-acre campus was gradually expanded to over 300 acres, and the original wooden structures of Fort Severn were replaced with modern granite buildings. The student body changed as well, especially in 1976 when the academy accepted its first female students. Today, women comprise about 20% of the school's first-year class. Even though the Naval Academy is a college, its admissions process works differently than most. In order to apply, you have to be nominated by a U.S. representative or senator from your district. The acceptance committee is very selective, too. But once you're in, the Navy pays your tuition in full. In addition to an education and a naval career, students also gain access to the Academy's unique culture and traditions. For example, at the end of their first year, freshman students, or plebes, must construct a human pyramid in order to scale a greased monument and place an upperclassman's hat on top. The idea is to foster teamwork and perseverance in the rising class and all for the low cost of 50 pounds of vegetable shortening. The Naval Academy is also believed to have originated one of the most famous school traditions of all, the graduation hat toss. 
The story goes that back in 1912, the Navy gave out officers' hats at graduation for the very first time. Since the graduates no longer needed the midshipmen's caps they'd worn the last four years, they simply tossed the old hats up into the air. The practice stuck around, and eventually students at other schools heard about it and started doing the same. Of course, one of the biggest traditions at the Naval Academy is its annual football game against the Army cadets of the United States Military Academy. The friendly rivalry began in 1890 and has only gotten more heated in the years since. Case in point, the motto, Beat Army, is actually stamped onto the weights in the Naval Academy's weight room. Lastly, as a native Marylander and graduate of St. John's College in Annapolis, I'd be remiss if I didn't also mention the friendly rivalry between the Naval Academy and my own alma mater. In case you've never heard of it, St. John's follows a curriculum focused on the great books of Western civilization, and all of its classes are discussion-based. Needless to say, the liberal arts school stands in stark contrast to the Naval Academy down the street, and students on both campuses are well aware of the differences. Some have gone so far as to compare the schools to the ancient Greek city-states of Athens and Sparta, though that's a bit of an exaggeration. According to legend, though, a rivalry between the two colleges began in 1982, when the Commandant of the U.S. Naval Academy was bragging to a St. John's freshman that the midshipmen could beat the Johnnies at any sport, just name it. The St. John's student's reply was, what about croquet? Soon after, a match was set up as a way to improve relations between the two schools, and the croquet tradition has been upheld nearly every year since. As of 2021, St. John's College has won the Annapolis Cup 30 out of 37 times. So to borrow a popular phrase from the U.S. Military Academy, beat Navy. I'm Gabe Lussier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you liked what you heard, you can keep up with the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can send them my way at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.